First and Fanatic. This week on First and Fanatic, Ben and I will be going over the first five weeks of the Pro Football League. Ben? Hey, how you doing? So, pretty good season so far. It's pretty chaotic. A lot of, lot of teams, you know, two and two, one and three. So, yeah. there's a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, I think like when we we talk about our preseasons, we were talking about like all the different names that were changing teams. I think a lot of the people went to different teams, and I don't think there's chemistry yet. Yeah, I agree. There's only one undefeated team left. The Eagles are four and zero, and I think we're definitely seeing some growing pains with some teams. The uh, the the biggest one that comes to mind is the the Vegas Raiders. They're one and three, last in the AFC West. And we're just not seeing that offense totally come together. Yeah. They no. just finally uh, won their first game. They beat the Broncos. And they ran the ball a lot, but we're not really seeing that explosive passing game that we thought we would when they got Devontae Adams. Yeah, no. And especially, like, they got Josh McDaniels. Everybody assumed that this was going to be a high-powered, you know, big points on the board uh, offense because they had the talent behind it, and uh, they have not. I think McDaniels, McDaniels is really lucky to get that first win out of the way because if he if they started 0-4, I think he'd already be on the hot seat. Yeah. <laughs> well, there were rumors. like when, when I was watching it, they were talking about, oh, he's you know 0-4 start. He's looking pretty bad. And, you know, and Especially like he had been a Bronco coach, so like they were talking about how like he was a bust in, in Denver, and then they're playing the Broncos, and you know, I, I think at one point they were losing, and they were like, oh, you know, this isn't looking good. You know, Josh is on the hot seat. So you know. Especially after he, he burned Indianapolis, too, when he was supposed to take their head coaching job. A lot of people are really, I, I feel like a lot of people are giving him a short leash. Yeah. But it's good they got that win out of the way. I don't know, though. Kansas City looks really good in that division. Yeah, I mean, everybody thought that, you know, with Hill leaving, that it was going to be like a doom and gloom season. And uh, they put it together. They, they're they putting up points and they're doing what they got to do. I mean, that they have a lot of question marks on defense still. I mean, uh, but, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes, and he's showing that if you give him talent around him, he's going to score. Yeah, I still can't believe they traded Tyreek Hill, but it was probably the best thing for the offense. Last year, Mahomes looked weird. Do yeah. you remember seeing a lot of him scrambling, throwing interceptions, throwing weird, crazy passes? I know he always tries to, you know, make special plays. It's, it's one of his best abilities. But last year, I think he was too focused on on forcing it to Tyreek. Now that they have an open, you know, sort of core of receivers, no true number one, I think it's really healthy for their for their game plan. Yeah, because all the receivers are talented. I mean, they all, all of them have the potential to be a number one, you know, or, you know, strong number two. So you, you basically got an influx of talent and Mahomes throwing to it. So, I mean, good good deal for them. Yep. They, they just have such better chemistry this year. Travis Kelsey, he's his usual old self. And then uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is one of the best running backs to start the season. He just looks like a new person. Last year, he looked like, I don't know if he's a first-round bust. And this year, he looks so much better. I, I think he might just be healthy. And that was the thing, like, going into the season, there was a lot of talk about him possibly being, you know, ousted and, you know, not having a, uh, you know, not being a great running back. And then, like, he stepped up. He's shown that, you know, no, I am the number one here. 100%. I also think um, Jacksonville is another team that looks pretty good in the AFC. They just lost to the Eagles in a, a rainy, you know, bad weather game. But the Eagles, like we said, they're 4-0. They look like one of the most efficient offenses in the league, and their defense is feasting. Yeah. So I don't really blame Jacksonville for that. I think outside of that, they are one of the more impressive teams in the league, and, and they got Trevor Lawrence, who's one of the best QB prospects as a rookie coming into the NFL. So I think things are starting to click for them. Yeah, he's getting more protection than he had 
in the last couple of years. So he, he can actually like stay in the pocket and like pick people apart. Whereas before so he you know, he's not a scrambling quarterback, so when the pocket breaks down, you know, he's not someone that you want to scramble. I mean, everybody's like, oh, he ran in college. Yeah, not that much. <laughs> yeah, you're not really designing runs for him. Yeah. No. You want him to take the, you know, stand in the pocket and, and distribute the ball. Yeah, and that's what he's best at. He's best at a pocket passer that can pick you apart. And he's doing it this year. And you can see it. He's more confident in the pocket, more confident in his receivers. I mean, he's he's putting, he's throwing tight spirals into some of these young young receivers, and they're catching them, and uh, they're getting cocky, and they get, I mean, and that's the way it should be. They're, they're young, talented, and they're getting cocky, and they believe in themselves, and that's all it takes is one spark. I think it's cool, too, that they identified who uh, Christian Kirk as someone who they wanted to uh, come in and be the number one receiver, and it's paying off. They gave him a huge contract, and it was sort of a questionable signing at first, but they just put their finger on on Kirk and said, he's the guy that we want to, to upgrade our offense, and it's totally working out, so... Yeah. It's cool to see a move like that pay off that, you know, was sort of people were wishy-washy on going in going into the uh, new season. Yeah, and it's good to see like some of the teams that you, know, you didn't expect to do good, do good. I mean, Philadelphia, we always thought they were going to do good because they brought in all that talent to be around Jalen Hurst to make him better as a as a quarterback and, you know, it's it's worked. He looks phenomenal. He's putting up some great numbers and uh they look like a freight train right now. Their, their offense is just so efficient. It reminds me of when uh, the Cardinals brought in DeAndre Hopkins. Like Having A.J. Brown come in and be the number one receiver, along with Devontae Smith, they already had Dallas Goddard, who finally is, has the, the number one tight end spot to himself because they traded Zach Ertz. Yep. And so they just, and then Miles Sanders is is becoming, he's emerging as, as the number one guy. Overall, they just look so efficient. Their offensive line is giving Hertz all day to throw, or they're opening up running lanes, you know, just moving the, the front seven back, you know, so they could pick up easy handoffs. Just overall, they look, they look nasty. So they're going to be tough to stop this year. They have an easy looking schedule too. I'm invested in them in fantasy a lot, so <laughs> I've I've been thinking about the Eagles a lot. But nice. you know, so their their season look they look like they could win 12, 13 games this year. Honestly, so it's it's if you look at the league right now, it looks like a lot of the out with the old and with the new. Like you see a lot of the older teams that were dominant and they're not dominant right now, but you see some of the younger teams that like were picked on for the longest time and they're starting to like really be the teams that you don't want to face. I mean, look at Miami mm-hmm. with Tua; they, they look incredible. The, the Eagles, I mean. So it's 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 their turn. Like the the talent's there. They've collected over the years with the first round draft picks, second round draft picks. So they're emerging now, and you can see it. I think a, another good example of that is uh, on the downside. It's the L.A. Rams, the Tampa Bay Bucks, maybe the Packers. That I don't know. The Packers pulled that one off at the last second against the Patriots. Yeah. Which was I don't know. Should we talk? About, we'll probably have to talk about. We probably that. have to talk about the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> But you know. the the Rams and the Bucks, especially, I mean, they just look like they, I don't know, they look lost, sort of. The Rams have not been moving the ball. They haven't been keeping, they haven't been protecting Stafford. Uh, Brady got Evans back last week and looked better, but their defense got shelled by the Chiefs, so yeah. they couldn't keep up with that. I mean, overall, it's kind of tough outlook for especially the rams who just look like they don't have much going for them besides cooper cup it's weird it's like super bowl hangover yeah yes. but usually that goes to the loser right right the- you think so <laughs> it looks like it's going to the winner this year they uh but there's a lot of no i'm kind of shocked about is cincinnati i i, I was blown away by their start i'm like wow you, you guys like you 
AFC champions. You were in the Super Bowl. You were really good in the Super Bowl. And then you came back and you're kind of like, you're, you're wishy-washy. Yeah, I think the Bengals just had a, I don't know, they had a weird start to the season where they almost tied against the Steelers. The Steelers won it at the last second. And then they lost to Dallas. And then they faced the Jets and then the Dolphins with without Tua. Yeah. So they won the last two games. And then the Jets had Joe Flacco. So they haven't, th- this week they're playing the, the Ravens at Baltimore on Sunday Night Football. I think this is a really important test for the Bengals. Because, I mean, if they start off two and three and they lose to their division rival jackson looks like an mvp candidate even though they lost to the bills that was another weird rainy game the hurricane affected a lot of a lot of games in the last in the last week so i just think the Bengals sort of have a it's a little early in the season but they sort of have a make or break game this week against the ravens i think the ravens do too because even though they're doing good, I mean, how many how many lead leads in the game can you blow and, and lose the game? I mean, they did it to Miami, and then they just did it now to the Bills. I mean, and you had the lead. I mean, so you look you look bad. You look really bad. Yeah, they the Ravens put up the second most points in the AFC so far, but they've also given up a hundred points on the season. So they're sort of bleeding. Like the Miami game, they they were up big. And the Dolphins came back with four touchdowns in the fourth quarter because the Ravens lost basically a bunch of their defensive starters to injury. Yeah. And and so the Dolphins just blew blew the top off. And then the Bills, I mean, that was a weird game because of the weather, but the Ravens looked pretty good to start off. They were making it making life hard on Josh Allen and if they could have just scored maybe one more touchdown they could have iced the game but the whole second half Lamar was scrambling around the receiving options weren't getting open Bateman was kind of invisible and Mark Andrews only caught a couple passes so they really were stuck with just Lamar running around with no options to throw to and it cost them the game it seems like the same thing from last year like they they suffered a lot of injuries, they suffered, and it seems like it's repeating. History's repeating itself with that. Yep, yeah, those injuries are brutal because when they come in waves like that, you're just stuck with your second string guys out there covering top receivers, and 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 uh, you know that's just a, a tough spot to be in for anybody, even even these pros get thrust on the field in the fourth quarter and it's hard to just step up and make plays all of a sudden. Yep, 100%. No, no, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but Dak Prescott was out. The backup for him has been phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah, he's done a great job. They were, I think they're what, three and one? Two and three and one. Yeah, they they lost the first and then they, they won the last three games. Their defense looks phenomenal, honestly. Yeah. They've only given up 62 points on the season. They... They have Micah Parsons, who people are starting to compare him to Lawrence Taylor. I don't know if that's fair, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll take a look at the end of his career. Yeah. But I mean, he could be the defensive player of the year this year. He's nasty. They move him all over the defense. He's been he's been rushing the passer and rushing the passer and um, and winning his matchups, you know, in the backfield. So I think they're going. To, I think they're going to be a real threat. I, I I guess Cooper Rush has never lost a game that he's started, which is weird. And so he's he's not terrible. He's steady for their offense. Yes. Yeah. And um, no, it's funny that that division was skeptical. Everybody was like, oh, you know, they had a lot of talent. They haven't done anything with it for the last three years. You know, the Giants, the Washington. This year, all four of those teams are doing good. Yeah, the uh, Giants are really impressive, too. Saquon is back. Yeah. He looks nasty. He's yeah. so electric. And then they even lost Daniel Jones 
the other game he uh he hurt his ankle and then they brought in tyrod taylor yeah. the backup and he quickly got hurt too so they started running the wildcat snapping the ball to barkley <laughs> and i thought it was awesome i was like bring it on let's i want to see barkley just run the offense himself he's so electric he's yeah. one of the like best best like players of, of the generation in terms of athletic ability and skill set and bring it on i just want to see them give him the ball 30 40 times a game and you know if that means they're going to run the wildcat then let's see what they can do and it's funny because like at the beginning of the season he put the league on notice saquon was like listen i'm back and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with me. and he's put it he, he's done it i mean they've had to deal with them and most of them haven't yeah the way that he can turn nothing into a huge gain just busing wide open down the sideline after he's buried in the backfield it's like barry sanders the way that he can just slip tackles and accelerate and then stop and accelerate like it's just second to none i don't think anybody else in the league can really match his ability yeah he's he's very talented injuries have kind of messed his career up at the beginning but uh he's back this year boy as long as nothing happens to him knock on wood he's gonna have a phenomenal year yeah, he's two years removed from his ACL injury now, and so I think that's about the time frame for players to come back from injuries like that and come back to 100% health. You know, for example, J.K. Dobbins on the Ravens, he looks great too. He's they have him back in the lineup two weeks now. There was one analyst that I was listening to who talks about fantasy football, and he's a doctor, and he was saying, you know, usually guys with those injuries. They might come back to 80, 85% tops in terms of full ability in their knee after an injury. So usually two years is the time frame. So a lot of guys like that usually take some time. Barkley looked a little rough last year and missed some games, and now he looks he looks ready to go. So I think in general, when guys tear their ACL, we have to give them two years for a full recovery. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that's that's a major muscle in your body. So uh, yeah, I mean, you you got to always be on your legs so I mean, it's hard to heal so you know he's sure. back though he looks good uh did you see the white bengal uniform i'm out on the bengals <laughs> yeah the white i love them i thought they were you great. like them <laughs> i did i thought those were awesome i mean it was pretty cool i was like that you know what i i'd rock that that looked that looked pretty awesome <laughs> i like the black and white but i don't know it just it it didn't seem that i don't know i just didn't think it was that cool I like I like the regular Bengals colors with the black and orange and I don't know. You're a traditional. <laughs> That's cool that you yeah. like them, but okay. I don't know. I, I want the pages to do something cool with their like we had some cool outfits and then we keep on like do, doing away with them. I'm like, why? What? We had some great looking outfits and then like ugh, then they go back to some stupid stuff and I'm like, all right, well it's the pages. I'm gonna root for them anyway, but I don't have to like what they're wearing. I heard they're gonna wear those red jerseys again, those red throwbacks. Like, I like those. Yeah, those are awesome. Yeah, so like with the, the Pat Patriot logo. Yeah. On I the like helmet. Those. So. Those not bad. Yeah, I think they should wear those more often. Speaking of the Patriots, sadly we have to talk. But <laughs> so my Patriots are breaking my heart. They're yeah. in last place. Yeah, and in in their defense, they stink. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, they almost pulled it off in Green Bay. Okay, so let's jump to overtime. So. It's 24 to 24 in overtime. Packers get the ball and the Patriots stop them and get the ball back themselves. And then they get down the field a little bit. They they get to like the Green Bay 45-yard line and they stall. So it's fourth down and they punted it to Green Bay. And then the Packers just took the ball for the whole rest of overtime 
and then they moved down the field and it was like we're either going to win or tie this game like we're not losing this game and they went down ran the clock down to zero and then kicked the winning field goal so if they missed it it would have been a tie and i thought the patriots just blew it you know they had the ball on the green bay 45 just go for it on fourth down you're either gonna you know if you if you fail on fourth down you're gonna lose anyways so might as well just go for it they're at lambeau they got this Third string rookie quarterback, Zeppe. Bailey Zappi. <laughs> Who looked all right in preseason, honestly. He, he was all right in that game. He yeah. Bad. He I, made like two mistakes, then, then he was like pretty solid. Yeah. This could be good for the Patriots offense. I think they've been trying to upgrade. Like last year, they really had training wheels on Mac Jones. They weren't letting him throw the ball downfield, you know, quick four yard passes to Myers and running a lot. And then this year, I think they came out a little too strong and they've, they've been turning the ball over like crazy. This might actually be good for them because they sort of brought everything back in and just forced them to play more conservative ball. And I think that's really important because the turnovers have been out of control. Yeah. And yeah. so, yes, I agree. Zappi did a good job because he kept the ball in the Patriots' hands. Yep. That's all I want. I just want them to take field goals. If you're, if you're not going to score a touchdown, then take field goals. Stop turning it over and giving you know other quarterbacks short fields because that's how you lose games. Yeah, and I like the fact that they're finally using people like they're using Vaughn, they're using Parker, and we weren't. And I was like, what's going? We bring these people in and we're not even using them. And I'm like, why are we not using these people? And now that we're using them, we're moving the ball. And I'm like, see, that's what you're supposed to do. You bring them in and you use them. You don't just have them as like decoys. I think the Chiefs are a really good example. Like like we said, the Patriots don't have a number one guy. But they have a lot of good options. Yep. So run the ball. One thing underrated about the Chiefs right now, they're running the ball really strong. Yeah. Their offensive line is killing people, and they have Isaiah Pacheco as well as Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They're smashing people with the running game, so it really opens up passing game distributing to all these different guys. The Patriots, they could pull off, you know, I'm not obviously we don't have Mahomes, but they could pull off something like that where they run the ball and then spread the ball around, you know, instead of forcing it downfield. Yep to try to go for the home run plays. Yep. Just play it safe and and spread the ball around and don't turn it over. Yeah. That's what we were famous for. That's why we won Super Bowls. Dink and dunk offense. Not, you know, the big bomb. That wasn't us. That was Roethlisberger and all those guys. We were dink and dunk and that got us a lot of yardage and it made us like a very dangerous team. Yeah, screens to Kevin Falk, you know, or quick passes to the tight ends, stuff like that to just get the defense to respect different guys lined up on in different spots around the field because then you're going to stretch them out and they won't have an answer right and then you can throw it you know 100 <laughs> percent. you know like set up some play action like make them fear us you know and we get the tight ends we get two tight ends we get running backs we got some great catching running backs use them i mean just i don't know that's the page is upset <laughs> <laughs> that was tough i thought they were going to pull it off yep. i really think they should have gone for it on fourth down because that was the game you're on the road you got this rookie quarterback you're not going to get another chance there's like five minutes left or six minutes left in overtime and they punted it it's kind of like back in the day when we would face peyton manning yeah and it's like you just have to go for it you can't give him extra opportunities you have to like play for the win you can't just play not to lose against these guys because they're going to take advantage of the slightest mistakes yeah it's aaron freaking rogers <laughs> right i mean he's one of the greatest quarterbacks in nfl history i mean 
Yeah. If you're giving him an option like to to win the game, he's gonna win the game. Don't give him that option. I mean, it's like Tom Brady, it's like Manning. I mean, the Mahomes. If you give them that slightest inkling that they can win that game, they're gonna march down and win that game. Yeah. So that was a bummer. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I but, thought we were gonna steal that one. I agree. But like, as far as the league goes, like, I I don't see any clear cut team that makes me go, all right, they're definitely gonna win the Super Bowl. Even the four and O Eagles, I I'm not sold that they can win the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I they can go far. I I think you know any given Sunday, you know, there's sure. teams that can beat them. So yeah, in the AFC, just looking at the standings, there's there's only three AFC teams with three wins. The rest are two and two, one and three. And then the Texans. Yeah, so. the Texans. <laughs> the Texans. <laughs> so, I mean, it is open. You know, the, uh, the I wish the Bills lost that game, but the Ravens blew it. Because the Bills are 3-1. and one. They could be 2-2, two and two, one, you know, only one game ahead. You know, so now, now they're tied with the Dolphins at 3-1 and one at the top of the East. But, you know, so everything's close. It's Nobody's really broken away from the pack, like you said. No, like I said, I think, I think the fact that so much talent dispersed this year in free agency and trades that not, no one's truly gelled yet the teams aren't like together i mean they get the talent and they're all there but they don't have like uh, the chemistry yet. yeah another one is denver the yep. denver broncos have been struggling and they look better on offense this week but i don't know if that's more of a factor of the vegas defense being terrible yeah but yeah, so Denver's having issues trying to, you know, get their offense in gear. They just actually lost Javante Williams. He tore his ACL, Oof. which is a huge bummer because yeah. he's a, one of the best-looking, di- like, dynamic running back. Yeah, they just they scored a couple more points this week, and they look better than that 11-point performance on Sunday Night Football the week prior. But overall, it looks like, you know, they're having trouble gelling, you know, as an offense and figuring out what they want to do. You know, there's, they, they look like they still have a lot to sort out. Yeah. I think the same thing is with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has so much to like, like with the injuries and with the personal problems that they're facing. I mean, there's so much, they're older, they are older and it shows like a lot of the younger teams have worn them down. I mean, they look, they look worn down against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And, and their offense is not what it was a year or two ago. No. They don't have Gronk. They don't have Antonio Brown. No. Their offensive line is not the same. They lost starters to injury and free agency. And they, yeah, and then they're just a couple years, you know, they're another year older. For a veteran team, every year it makes a difference. So yep. if, I'll, I'll tell you one thing though, if, if Julian Edelman is not signing with the Bucks now, then he's never signing there. No. So no. <laughs> I think we can. He's not say goodbye to him he's not officially. Coming, he's not coming out of retirement, and I don't think he should. Jules, stay home. You you got bad knees. Don't do it. I mean, why waste? It? Look, I know you love the sport, but just don't. I mean, just stay home. Enjoy your enjoy your retirement. Uh, you were one of the greatest receivers of slot receivers of your your generation. Just but you we're, we're good. <laughs> it would have been cool to see him, you know, come back, but I don't know. I don't think it's happening. Now is his chance, and they signed Cole Beasley instead. So. And they're not using it. him. Yeah. They haven't even used him. <laughs> like, you sign the guy and, like, you don't even use him. Yeah. And they got Chris Godwin back. So I think Brady's happy about that because he's one of his, you know, guys that he just peppers with targets. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully he can get his act together. I mean, Brady, this is probably his last year with all the Giselle stuff. And, you know, if they get, yeah, <laughs> if they're getting divorced, they're getting divorced. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, at this point, I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, you know, he's a football player, he wants to play football. She's a model. She wants the model. I mean, sorry, guys. I mean, life happens. 
Yeah, I think they made it pretty clear like a couple of years ago that she wanted him to, you know, spend more time with the family and less time on football. And I don't, I think Brady just can't do that. Like he no, just, cr- you know, he craves football twenty four seven. So I guess he, away. you know, yeah, he's stuck with it. I think it's because of the slight. I think it's because of being the one ninety nine, Mister Irrelevant. I think that weighs on Brady. No matter how many times he wins the Super Bowl, no matter how many accolades he's got, he's always going to be Mr. Irrelevant. I think he doesn't want to be irrelevant. Damn, I wish the Patriots had a quarterback like that. Right? Where can we get that? Damn. It'd be awesome. That'd be sweet. <laughs> you want to add anything else before we go? I don't know. Uh, let's go Zappy. <laughs> let's go Zappy. <laughs> Hopefully Mac Jones comes back soon. <laughs> right? I mean, if not, uh, listen, I don't know how we're going to market you, Mr. Zappy, but uh, we'll find a way. Trust me. <laughs> we'll, ma- we'll make you famous. Oh, and you're not able to play ever again. Thanks for not bringing up our fantasy football matchup this past weekend. I didn't want to rub it in. Didn't want to rub it in. But <laughs> someone here won and someone here lost. I'm not going to say which one, but a Ben came out on top. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. All right. So we'll tune in next time. This is the first five weeks of the um, NFL season, and we'll talk next week on First and Fanatic.